Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. Titus chapter 2 verses 11 and 12 tell us, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. As ordinarily conducted, parties of pleasure also are a hindrance to real growth, either of mind or of character. Frivolous associations, habits of extravagance, of pleasure-seeking, and too often of dissipation are formed that shape the whole life for evil. In place of such amusements, parents and teachers can do much to supply diversions, wholesome and life-giving. In this, as in all things else that concern our well-being, inspiration has pointed the way In early ages, with the people who were under God's direction, life was simple. They lived close to the heart of nature. Their children shared in the labor of the parents and studied the beauties and the mysteries of nature's treasure house. And in the quiet of field and wood, they pondered those mighty truths handed down as a sacred trust from generation to generation. Such training produced strong men. Righteousness is love, and love is the light and the life of God. The righteousness of God is embodied in Christ. We receive righteousness by receiving Him, not by painful struggles or wearisome toil, not by gift or sacrifice is righteousness obtained but it is freely given to every soul who hungers and thirsts to receive it. As we need food to sustain our physical strength, so do we need Christ, the bread from heaven, to sustain spiritual life and impart strength to work the works of God. It's hard to comprehend the thoughts expressed here. I want to put them in order like a little list. Righteousness is love. Love is the light and life of God. The righteousness of God is embodied in Christ. We receive righteousness by receiving Him. Not by painful struggle, wearisome toil, gift, or sacrifice is righteousness obtained. It is freely given to every soul who hungers and thirsts for it. I had to go over that again. It's powerful and deep. It's Christ that sustains our spiritual life and imparts strength to work the works of God. This knowledge inspires faith and trust in Jesus. He does not ask the impossible, but only that which he provides for. I've selected two promises today. The first is John chapter 15, verse 10. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. 
And we just read that love is the light and life of God and that righteousness is love. So if we keep Christ's commandments, we will abide in his righteousness. We will abide in his love. That's the light and life of God. His commandments are, they're the transcript of his character. The second promise is 1 John 3, chapter I mean verse 22. And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. So these promises are conditional to those who, number one, abide in his love. Number two, keep his commandments. Number three, do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And you can study these things and see all the things that he has provided to make that possible for you, to restore you in his image. Dear Father, you have asked very little of us. And what you have asked us to do, you bless with ability and with answers to prayers and your own abiding presence. I ask for your presence to be with and in those listening ones, and that it be clear to them and to me the way and the path of life. Thank you, Jesus. In your name, I pray. Amen. Please do join us again tomorrow morning for a few minutes just to meditate and think on these things and to pray and to read promises.